This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Channel F, Fanbyte's video game podcast. I'm Merritt Kay, and joining me, as always, on this one, we have Fanbyte Editor-in-Chief, Danielle Rienta. One a day. One. Keeps the Channel F here one, to stay. Sorry, one what a day? Oh. One a day. Like the vitamins? Yeah. That's all I got today. All right. Uh, well, one a day. <laughs> one a day energy. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, well, I am now getting ads for supplements. On, um, <laughs> so the website heard you talking and is now advertising uh, daily supplements to me, which is really upsetting. Uh, also with me, as always, is Fanbyte Managing Editor Stephen Strom. Hi, I'm here to tell you that vitamins are a scam and you can stay healthy by signing up for my new dietary supplement. It's over here. It's called Strum Bullets. Strum Bullets. It's Stromboli. Stromboli. Nope, nope. No. It's not Stromboli. It is legally distinct from Stromboli. Okay. It is, we did not just dehydrate Stromboli and put it into pill form. <laughs> I mean, Hi, I'm actually here. Yeah. You know what? Vitamins probably are a scam. I think most th- mostly they are. I think they literally are. I yeah. think some people do need to take some because they don't get enough. Like if you're a vegetarian, I think there's one that you don't get enough of typically. I don't get enough iron as a vegetarian. Okay. Uh, there's another so one like a I, B12 maybe. That's most of why I take or that. Or D- D3. I, yeah. There's a I sunlight should, one too. That, But yeah. other than that. I should say multivitamins yeah. are a scam. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nikki is uh, is out today. Nikki Rayson is out, and uh, we wish him the best on his tour of the International Space Station, yes. uh, where he is getting his teeth looked at. Uh, but uh, standing in for Nikki is uh, fan by producer Jordan Mallory. Hello. I take 10,000 IU of vitamin D every day. Nice. Good call. Yeah, Let me I see. Take How a, many do I take? Let me I take see. a vitamin D3 and a B12. Mm-hmm. And mm. and let me let me be clear. This is doctor. This is a doctor directed thing. That is yes. way too much vitamin D for a regular healthy person to take. It would totally fuck up all your stuff. So doctor do approved. Mom tested. Mm-hmm. Jordan consumed. Yep. Choosy moms choose GIF. And by GIF, <laughs> I mean the GIF animated image format. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, good luck. Good luck to Nikki. He's getting a bunch of astronaut hands put in his mouth today. Yep. So that's exciting. It's tough with um, those big gloves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, really it's real hard. They can yeah, usually it's... only get maybe one or two of their, their big yeah. sealed fingies in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thanks for having me back. It's It's been a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, imagine zero G dental work. That seems like that would be tricky. So like the spray stuff would go everywhere. Oh, right? oh I hate mm-hmm. that. Everything I hate would that. go everywhere. Yeah. I hate All that. that. Blood, you know? 
Wait, no. No, there'd be a vacuum. I mean, they still have the vacuum thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole thing's a vacuum. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying what you're prefacing here, Jordan, is that they do it outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see. Well, in the cold well just, your, just your head is outside. Because oh, your okay. whole body, that'd be dangerous. Yeah. 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 But, you know, your head can survive in space. You know, it's like when you when you cut someone's a chicken's head off, the chicken runs around for a while. Your yeah, head can survive yeah. in space for like ten mm-hmm. minutes. You know, right? Yeah. Look, that's, we learned that's this how on- Modok was born. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before we get into that, that's how uh, we all remember this from that episode of the Magic School Bus. Uh, yeah, oh, when Arnold yeah. takes his helmet off and dies yeah. instantly mm-hmm. on Pluto. Uh, Danielle, yeah. have you ever treated anyone with the bends? Actually, no, not yet. Although okay. that was the source of one of the most annoying questions that somebody gave in like a, what What would you do if you got this scenario like in EMT school? Oh. And they did not divulge some very important information and they had weird vitals that had nothing to do with the bends. And this person had just never met a runner before and I was very annoyed. Anyway, that's my story about that. No, not yet. But I, I do know that is a scenario we are trained to deal with i still oh. haven't done a childbirth i've had like ob critical like they're about to go but i haven't mm-hmm. actually delivered a baby yet um let's see there's a couple of call types i have not had the benz is one of them but yeah okay i just figured since we were talking about like body pressure and stuff like that like, oh yeah it's one of my of favorite topics anybody oh. ever turned into a giant cockroach <laughs> what's that has anybody turned into a giant cockroach and you've had the, not the look at it? yet okay. again? I, I, you know, I've, I've been doing it for it'll be six years in March, which is very soon um, here in good old New York City. No giant cockroaches. I'm very sad that the the Burroughs uh, classic, you know, Cronenberg Burroughs film has yeah. not happened for me yet. I mean, most EMTs, I'm told, get Guillermo del Toro's mimic disease like in the first three years. So you're like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know how I missed it. (laughs) Oh, well. So Modoc is a frozen head in space to turn into a guy. No, I made that part up. (laughs) That's uh, that's Stephen's hot new origin story for Modoc. Yeah. When they they get to do a run on Modoc and they're like, Mm -hmm. what if Modoc was a guy's head? in space yeah. and then it floated forever and then it was brought back to life i mean iron man did throw modok into space at one point to kill i him. hate when that happens yeah i hate That's when hard. iron man throws me into space it's such like it puts such a damper on my day right it's cold out there it's cold did they ever throw the juggernaut into space because that would seem like an effective way of <sighs> yeah. stopping him i don't know maybe you know he can't be stopped but like if you throw him into space then he's never going to stop just like floating in space Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Juggernaut's like a demon now. Oh, I don't know. he is? Yeah. He was, or he was possessed by a demon. I mean, he was always magical, right? He wasn't a mutant. He had that gem that gave him magical powers. Right. And the, the gem is inhabited by a demon or it was given oh. to him by a demon or oh something like that. Now, is this a different demon from the one that gave all the yellow lanterns their power? Well, that's a different universe entirely, Jordan. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. I'm universe. conflating. You I'm are conflating. thinking of Parallax, the yellow mm-hmm. impurity within all Green Lantern rings before Green Lantern rebirth by Jeff Johns. Yes, I am thinking of that. When John Jones, Hel- please. Oh, Hal Jordan. The Martian Manhunter. The Martian Manhunter wrote those comics yeah. and, and birthed himself <laughs> into existence. And uh, before we get too far down this track, should we do stuff picks? Mm-hmm. 
Staff Picks is a segment where we talk about the games we've been playing. Uh, as much as we would all like to talk about MODOK and all his great friends. Um, what if I told you I was playing Marvel's Avengers featuring MODOK, the m- mental organism designed only for killing? Well, I would say then <laughs> we need uh, we need less MODOK and more MODAL, which is a mental organism designed only for loving. Wow. You know? I'm a mental organism designed only for podcasting. Wow. MODOP. MODOP. I am MODOP. That's a fun acronym. It is. You can do a lot with that. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of possibilities there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Or no, wait, what if it's just still MODOK, but it's kissing? And that's why his head's so big, because he has a really big lips, so he can can do kisses really good. I mean, he did fall in love with Maria Hill during the Secret Avengers run by somebody whose name is escaping me. Was it Simon Spurrier? Wasn't there a lady MODOK too? How would you know? That's true. I can't remember any of it. It was all neuralized from my mind Mm -hmm. after I read it. Danielle, what kind of MODOK are you? I have no fucking idea. I'm so Danielle, sorry. Danielle is a, a modo, which is a mental organism designed only for hiking because Danielle Whoa. has been playing a short hike. Damn, Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Got out of there. Thank you. That was That's great. why they paid me the big bucks. That was so smooth. Just like the beautiful controls and the gorgeous feeling of nature in a short hike. <laughs> a beautiful game that is out on the Switch. Yeah, I... I have wanted to play it, uh, excuse me, wanted to play it for a very long time. Like, if this is the kind of game, so it's it's like a tiny open world platformer where you're a little bird and you're like little, you know, it's all like anthropomorphized people and you're like out on a family adventure and, you know, you're staying in a cabin and in order to get cell phone reception, you have to hike to the top of the mountain. There's all like cute little critters and you jump and you run and you fly and you climb and you go fishing, you do all this kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's like a really complete and really small open world platformer, uh, which of course I I love open you know I love platformers I love Breath of the Wild I love Banjo Kazooie I love games of this nature and I also like short games I like little games that you can play in like one sitting so I actually haven't completed it yet it's very funny that I've spent like hours playing around in it because I actually showed it to my game design students last week because I was so enamored with like hey. Y'all, look at something you can do with, like with a small scope and like a really good production timeline. Uh, because the designer of the game actually has a really good GDC like thirty minute talk that's like a oh. full post mortem. And there's a really cool story about how he was working on some big RPG that he wanted to make. Like he was playing with Yarn Spinner in Unity and all this stuff, and like making like a twee RPG. And it just wasn't coming together. And as a Christmas present to himself, he just started playing with a prototype. And that's what became this, which, of course, became, like, his biggest success. So it's like a, all right, I see. Prototyping is good. Excellent uh, kind of success story. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's so sweet and fun. And it feels so, so good to play. Like, the controls are amazing. It feels like a great little platformer. So it's been a really nice little little, little hike. A little, uh, you know, stroll in the woods. Uh, to have fun with. And it is a game that has like a ton of actual like side stuff in it, right? Yeah, you can go fishing, you can go finding secrets, you can go like digging for treasure. Like there's a lot of little things in it. It's actually like a very, again, like a small scale, like miniature Breath of the Wild kind of thing, which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of, what kind of platforming is this? Is this like kind of just fun hopping around platforming? Is it, is it like a, it's not like a, a meat boy or no. like a puzzle platformer 
a la no. like snapshot or something. No, it's very light. It's very light, very gentle. It's only a sort of gated like, okay, so you get like a magical feather and that lets you jump a little higher. You get another magical feather, you can jump a little higher and climb higher things. That's all that's the only gates in the world whatsoever. So as long as you're actually exploring and finding things, it's not challenging whatsoever. It's very gentle, very, very gentle platforming. Does it make it clearer? Like, hmm, is it possible to get like, say there's a big like hill or something like that? <clears throat> excuse me. that you want to get up on top of? Could you just like walk all the way around it and come up the back? Or do you actually need to get enough feathers to like jump up? But do you have any sense of that? Yeah, you do actually need all the things. Okay. Um, the designer actually was, he, he talks about it in his talk, which is a really, really fun talk and very, very like accessible and just fun to listen to, even if you don't care about this sort of stuff. He actually talked about in playtesting how many people tried to go like around the back of uh-huh. the island. Like it's like an island with a mountain basically. And so he let people swim, but he made like a cave that just brings you right back to the starting area. Like he, he basically <laughs> designed around that exact idea of people who are just like, what can I do? And he was like, all right, I'll support that. But I will also like make all the roads kind of come back to the beginning. So you do actually go on the sort of directed path, uh, which is cool. It's actually like good design when you think about it. It's like, yeah, you let your player fuck around all they want. But anytime they actually want to progress, it's very obvious how to progress, which I love. I think that's That's kind of ideal open world design. Yeah. I love that because I just immediately pictured that like. Possibly getting very frustrating to be like, well, I literally can't tell. Do I need two more feathers to get up this thing or whatever? Or is it whatever, you know, like and that's one of the things Breath of the Wild does so well. Right. Is like technically speaking, you can do just about anything in that game after the first like 30 minutes. And you just need to have like, you know, very a very wide array of um, imagination. Like, a, like <laughs> okay, well, if I just huff these stamina potions, I can make it up here or I can go collect Deku nuts forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like pretty intelligently gated and there's a lot of maps. There's like a lot of little road posts. There's it's like very obvious what's kind of critical path and what's like, oh, this is fun extra stuff. Like they they did a really, really good job just like making this feel like a very complete little experience and also letting you just like fuck around all you want. Because, again, it is very pretty. It's very relaxing. It has this very cute, like chunky pixel style. It's very like N64, but you know, like pixelated a little bit, like rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very pretty. And he he sort of based it on, okay, I might get this <laughs> wrong. I'm very sorry, Marriott, you might need to correct me. There is a Canadian shield, shield, something shield. What? Shield. <laughs> shield. The butt shield, yeah. Wait, it's- you keep saying shield. What do you mean? Like, okay, what, like agents be, from, comma? Yes, like it's like a, a wilderness area known as the Shield. Like, a, oh yeah, okay, oh, yeah. like a shelter belt kind the, of thing. The Laurentian Plateau. Is that sure? Is? We've all heard of this. Yeah, it's a large area of exposed Precambrian igneous and high grade metamorphic rocks that forms the ancient geologic core of North, the North American continent. We all know this. Wow. Designed only for kissing. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Something Canadian Shield. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, like a big agents rock. Of Canadian shield. It's the agents of Canadian groups. Yeah. It's very pretty. It has very, like, very pretty autumn colors. Does Captain um, Canuck have a shield? Oh, shit. Good question. There's no way of knowing. No. No, no one he does can, not. No one can summon. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with Merritt that there's no way of knowing. Uh, oh, okay. oh, oh. No oh. one can summon an image of Captain Canuck in their head right now. 
No, it's that's also true. like they used all the vibranium body armor, for. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jordan. No, no, no. There's what about body armor? <laughs> I mean, like I'm having it might be a Nikki moment, and I'm sorry if it is. But if you're wearing like any kind of body armor, is that a shield? I don't think so. No, think a shield no. is like a detached, right? It yeah. has to be detached. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think a shield is like an implement, whereas armor is something that you wear. Yeah, a shield is a not shield. clothing. Yeah, a shield I see. Can, you, a shield can be mounted upon your armor. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like if, if you're a Gundam with a shield on one of your arms. Totally. But it has to thinking, be yeah. yeah, but it has to be detachable and wieldable. I, see, I think I see. either detachable or like I feel like there's I'm trying to summon like a specific example, but I know this exists somewhere in media of like you hold up your arm and you have like a cool wrist thing and then the wrist thing like expands a shield like an umbrella. In yeah, front of you. it's got it. You got to be able to like deploy it, right? Yeah, it sounds like you're describing a Yu-Gi-Oh card thing. <laughs> yeah, if you just have the Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Wait, no, deck actually, card what thing. you're describing is something that was. I was like trying to think of like where I'd seen that, and I know it's like you know a, a general kind of idea that's in a lot of different media, but it was in Godfall. Is you had a shield <laughs> that you wow. raise your arm up and like it fanned out with these like metal blades into like a shield that you would block with, and it fucking yeah. sucked. And then you could throw the shield, yeah. and it sucked too. Like everything about that game. Cool. Um, the most iconic example of shield technology in video games. Uh, Godfall, Godfall, which we're all still playing, and we all love it. And um, yep, every day it's I'm, I'm, I'm game. playing it. Um, except I'm not. I'm playing a different game where you oh. swing swords and stuff. Um. Oh, called Beat Saber. Oh, I'm late to the party on this one, but uh, I finally mm. set up my Oculus Quest Two last week. Yeah, and uh, and by set up, I mean I took it out of the box <laughs> <laughs> because, like, for all the whatever, like, it's well, I did have to make a new Facebook account because I don't have one, mm-hmm. which is annoying. But I set everything to private, and I was like, whatever. They they got my stuff anyway, most likely, yeah. and like I'll never log into this again except for like to buy stuff on the Oculus Store. But like, Mark already knows what kind of socks you buy or whatever. Yeah, or. Mark and Jeff, they just all sit around playing poker and talking about all the socks that we love. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was really easy to set up and really like, I don't know, very like out of the box. Like, oh, wow, okay. Like they finally got us a VR just like works right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's no towers or anything. You just put the thing on and it yeah, functions. Yeah, I remember that when you just set up these like, in like bizarre like laser fields and shit like yeah, it was I, just completely oh, yeah. unhinged i remember that past thing that's definitely not sitting on my desk with an <laughs> eyeline right now yeah wow. <laughs> um but yeah so i got beat saber and um i haven't played a ton of it yet uh and i'm what i'm probably gonna have to do is get the desktop version as well so that i can mod that one but i just mm-hmm. got did the, you get the i just got the, the quest store one for now just so i could try it and go through it mm-hmm. um it's but, a good, it, like it runs well. It's a good version of that game. You just oh yeah, the no, mod no. stuff is real tough. Yeah, you can't really mod stuff because, like, the Oculus has its own like OS and um, it's a closed system, right? It's a, yeah. kind of a closed system. Yeah, you'd have to like hack it to sideload stuff. It's like an Android APK or something, right? Yeah, it's yeah. You have to put the Oculus into developer mode, and then you have to get a sideload program to like shove yeah. APKs in through the back right. door. So I probably won't do that. I'll just like use the desktop version, but like damn that it's like it gave me the same feelings as like when I used to play dance dance revolution of mm. just like, Oh, moving is good. And like, yeah. obviously everyone, like a lot of people know that already. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know though, just something about like the like rhythm games. 
uh, with movement in them. I really love. Yeah, uh, dancing is nice. Yeah, and like, like it, I don't it know, feels good to move your body to music. Yeah, like games like Guitar Hero and stuff never really just grab me in the same way um, because there isn't that element of movement really. Mm-hmm. And what about para? What what was the the belly dancing arcade game? Para para paradise. Yeah, that one. Um, I, never, I never found one of those machines. Those are very weird. I did play one a few times because it, they had them at the uh, the fancy uh, Asian mall that I went to a couple of times to yeah to play, uh, which had this enormous arcade with like the newest DDR games, a ton of initial D cabinets. Of course. Um, yeah, because it was huge. Uh, like the Fist of the North Star game where you have to punch all these targets like, <laughs> with your actual hands. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah, you, it gave you, it had these like rubber glove things that you kind of like gripped and then they formed like a shield around your hands so you weren't hurting your hands. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, like in Godfall. <laughs> like in yeah. Godfall, yeah. Um, but yeah, they had a para para paradise as well. And it was, that game was weird. You had to like, you were just like waving your hands left and right. Mm-hmm. It's like a precursor to Dance Central almost, but um Oh sure. Uh they had a pop friend who's a collector who mm-hmm. had one of those in his house and it was a trip. He would wow. break that out Whoa. every time we had a game night and it was Damn. a lot of fun. Okay, it was fun and not like a, a chore. <laughs> well, I I had fun watching him play it. Okay. I was like, Yeah, this that looks great. I like <laughs> Let me perform for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that is the thing about Beat Saber is that um People can't watch you do it. Yeah. Like that's there's kind of a, the spectator uh, aspect of it is missing because you're in virtual reality. Right. And so mm-hmm. like there's a mod for the desktop version that adds in a third person camera. Yeah. Right. Like, a- actually, as many third person cameras as you want to put in there. I think it supports up to like 84 cameras oh, wow. at once <laughs> or something ridiculous like that. Uh, so theoretically, you could do this after the war's over. You could do this at like a party or something and people yeah. could see what you're doing on like your monitor. Yeah. But, there uh, was a like one of those sort of like nouveau arcades that kind of exists now where it's just like we have a big room full of um, desktop PCs with like good graphics cards that you can mm-hmm. play Overwatch on or whatever. Uh-huh. We had one of those that I went to once uh, about a month before the pandemic. I bet they're not open anymore, um, mm. but they had it set up. They had two like Beat Saber stations set up there where they had a monitor that would show exactly that, where you could like sit there and watch people play B- Beat Saber. And then there was a big monitor in front of them that they couldn't mm. see, but you could watch what they were seeing. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, Mary, um, how like, how are you finding arm based rhythms versus feet based rhythms? Um, I like it. I like try to incorporate some feet based movement and like the game sort of asks you to as I mean, mostly it's just like leaning and then like mm-hmm. crouching. Um, but I try to like incorporate like some like stepping movements at least because I feel like that's more of a, a cardio workout. And it's um, more fun. I do. I did forget how like, cause I used to go to the gym, uh, when I lived closer to one and like before the pandemic mm-hmm. and, um, what I forgot is after I do cardio, I feel fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like I, like I, I take off the headset and then, and then like it's worse too. Cause like I'll like take off the headset and go into the bathroom and like, I've got like the, the lines. Oh from, like, yeah. The headset yeah, around VR my face. face. I've got VR face. I've got mm. these huge black circles under my eyes from being dehydrated. Uh, and I'm just like, Oh my God. Stay hydrated. Do you get stay nauseous? Hydrated. Um, from VR or from cardio or from cardio. Uh, I do if I overdo it. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to not 
do that. Yeah, so, it's, it can, it's, it's, really, it's yeah. real easy to get lost in there. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll check what time it is and have been playing for like two and a half hours and not realized it. Yeah. Which is like not good for your body to do cardio without a break that for that long. It's not good for your eyeballs probably to be in VR for that yeah, long. Yeah, the virtual boy will will give you a headache after a couple, yeah. after a couple of hours of continual use. <laughs> yes. Can you I imagine wonder, being right, in a virtual boy for two hours? Right before you would never the battery be the same dies. Again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you, you would get like eye disintegration disease like yeah. you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really enjoying it and um, I'm excited to continue my VR experience. Like, I, don't, I forget if I mentioned this on the pod last week, but like I ordered a quest because I was like, I think doing more cardio would like improve my mood. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I realized that I had had the box sitting in my room for like a week (laughs) because I just Mm -hmm. didn't have the energy to like, to set it up and to like, Mm -hmm. to try it and everything. Cause I was just like so depressed. And then I was thinking like the future is so fucked up because like, if you had told me 20 years ago, (laughs) Oh, Hey, like uh, you're going to have, like wireless VR with hand tracking <laughs> where you can play a game that's like DDR, but you're swinging lightsabers around hitting beats and um, it you'll have that, but you like won't, won't even like turn it on for like a week. I would just be like, what the <laughs> fuck? Right. Like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? And like, I don't Get know. Get out of my house. Who are yeah, you? For all of like the, the weirdness of like, you know, Oculus and Facebook. And then also just like, VR, um, it is kind of impressive how like, oh, they actually did it. Like it actually does work. Yeah, they pretty yeah, well. yeah. They like surprisingly quickly, like yeah. in like eight years, right, right? They went from that first Oculus prototype to this thing, which is th- like the ideal like like I'm sure it could be higher resolution and sure. have a better battery yeah. life, but um it could be way more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. could be. This this the default strap that comes with that thing is not very good. Yeah, I I had it for a couple of weeks and then shelled out the extra fifty dollars for the elite strap. The elite strap. The elite strap. <laughs> so my Pro head members. is very elite now. Um, thank you. Please put respect on my head for <laughs> eliteness. Uh, and that thing is a huge upgrade. It really improves the light seal around the mm. face. It really improves the stability of the um of the mask while you're wearing it, which is helpful when you're like leaning around and ducking and doing all that stuff. Uh, and, and, and now it, you can say you have something in common with Kenny Omega because you got the elite strap. Oh, does Kenny Omega have an elite strap? This is a joke on the on the concept well, of the the strap in in re- in wrestling is the belt. Is that the belt? Uh, and oh, the okay. strap. Yeah. See, I don't the, know any the wrestling. Res- the wrestling. The wrestling group <laughs> that okay. Kenny Omega is part of is, uh-huh. is called All Elite Wrestling. Elite oh, okay. strap. Oh, elite, I see. Anyway. All elite. I see. Okay. Um, I'll see myself <laughs> out. You no, guys, I, I, I should make a, would they should make a wrestling VR game because there's a, a dancing VR thing where you dance with a robot to learn how to do VR mm-hmm. and oh you can grab, like you can hold its hands and dance and stuff. So they could easily huh. make a, you could just grab a dude and just like throw them up in the air. But yeah, um, they could totally you're gonna say just hug him and just hug you him. Yeah. Also, yeah, there's VR hugging simulators already. Um, you have oh, to yeah. go to Patreon for those. Well, that's right. You cannot what the grappling get those. is is hugging with a lot of competitive well, hugging. Yeah, so. different true. kind of hugging, I think, is what Jordan well, was going towards. I mean, well, okay. What? Are we learning something about Danielle now? No, I'm just saying that a lot of it looks the same until it until the you know ending oh. area of it. That's all. right. It's like how dogs will like attack people who are having sex because they think they're fighting. 
Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. Don't have sex around dogs. (laughs) It's exactly like that. They'll they'll Um, be mad. They'll be mad. Yeah. Um, God, how do I even... (laughs) I I had something, and then you had to talk about dogs and... um, all right, well, let's just... There's a dog of, in speaking of wrestling, Speaking of uh, wrestling and competition fighting and stuff, uh-huh. uh, Jordan, you've been playing a couple of fighting games, and I actually have been playing one of them, too. Yes. But, uh, let's start with the one that we've been both yeah, playing. Yeah, the one I that think. we've both been playing, which yeah. is... SNK versus Capcom, the match of the millennium uh, on the Nintendo Switch. This is the latest in SNK's uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color re-release uh, series, collection, whatever they're calling it. Uh, and just like the previous ones, that was Gal's Panic, not Gal's Panic. No. I do that every time. Once again, it, Gal Gal's Fighters. Panic. Gal's something. Fighters, thank you. Yes. Uh, Gal's Fighters and The Last Blade. Um, these are really succinct, smart, affordable little ports of these increasingly rare and expensive Neo Geo Pocket Color games. And uh, SNK versus Capcom uh, released around the same time as the Capcom versus SNK games uh, only instead of being um, fully fledged console fighters there. It, it's a, these it's a little handheld little portable fighting game, little baby but versions. it's a cute little baby version, but it still oh. has like a huge number of characters that all have really distinct move sets. And uh, it's got a fun story mode that has a, a cool twist ending and, um, M. Bison is there and he's very dramatic. And there's also like this weird SNK versus Capcom Olympics mm-hmm. mode where you choose which team you're on and then perform a, in a series of mini games in order to uh, beat the other team at the fighting game Olympics. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Is like this a good version of those games? Uh, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, all of these, all of these re-releases have been, um, have been really high quality. There's not like this isn't like the Mega Man Legacy Collection right. or something like that, where it's like this is like an enthusiast archival release, mm, right? Where we've got all this extra like art and stuff packaged in here. That would be really cool. I would love that. I would love if these came with like a manual PDF or something. That would yeah. be really fun to flip through, uh, especially because this is an era of video games where games came with manuals and you needed to read them to know how they work. Well, this does, it does have a manual actually. Does it? Wait, wait, where is it? Uh, you press the, uh, it's, it's in the menu that you use to reset and access controls and stuff. It's, you press the the minus button and then you can look at the manual for the game, which is, wow. They should put, uh, they should put multiplayer in beat saber. They should put multiplayer in beat saber. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, Uh, I mean, they kind of needed this stuff because the game just doesn't explain what all the different styles and stuff do. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's that's great to know. Right. Yeah. Which really should be bare minimum for this kind of port, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's really ridiculous that like Nintendo doesn't do this when they put out official right. ports of games. Um, I was going to well, say, think- Merritt, because I know you had said previously that your kind of stance on this, and I think you're correct, is that like it's not enough to just put out the game anymore. Like the bar has been so raised for like an archival um, sort of thing to do with older video games at this point that you Mm kind of have to do something. Yeah. That's like, that's my take. And like, you know, whatever, like I'll take being able to play the game over not being able to play it. Mm -hmm. So like with something like this, it's not that expensive. It has like the, 
it has the it's game. Like dollars. Yeah, the game is like is good. <laughs> um, it has like some, you know, some like display differences. You can just pick different Neo Geo Pocket Color skins. Also, the Neo Geo Pocket Color was a really cute console. It was. Uh, it came in a ton of different colors and patterns and various transparencies. That. Yeah, it looked kind of like a Game Boy Advance, but like, I don't know, like weirdly different. Yeah, um, like. Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking at this now. Like a little bit more rugged. Yeah. Like a little, like a little bit more um, rough and tumble Game Boy Advance. Like what if one of those Tiger Electronic game consoles looked good? <laughs> ah, <yes. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's got a lot more. um flat planes on it yeah Game Boy Advance does but Uh, like all the um so I played these games I may have mentioned this before on the show but I played these games um on an emulator when I was a kid because you know uh I had a computer that like couldn't really run uh games so like the only games I really played on my computer uh were were ROMs and mostly you know we played super like super nintendo games and like genesis games and stuff like that but like occasionally on like whatever sites i was using back then like i don't even remember like i think one minute left was one of the big ones Mm -hmm. um this maybe was the mu paradise days maybe before them i forget but um you know i'd see like oh what's neo geo pocket color i've never even heard of this and then like i played i downloaded like all the fighting games for it and uh they're really cute. And like when they started bringing back these other ones, um, I was like, come on, bring back SNK versus Capcom. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and then they finally did. And like, even if you're not going to play this game, if you like these characters, just like look at the sprites because like they're so cute. Like they, they're like these little chibi versions of all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they still convey like their exact personality and stuff. And like, they're yeah. just really charming. Uh, and the game and they, like they- lo- looks really good in motion too. Yeah, it's the animation is surprisingly good, um, especially for like how small the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Colors resolute screen resolution was. It's like it was like a hundred and some a hundred something by a hundred something. Yeah, like not totally square, but like really close. Right, uh, and they're able to do so much with that space that makes not only like the backgrounds a lot more detailed feeling than you'd think that they would be able to pull off, but also just like the, the character expressions and making the characters stand out from one another and stand out from the background is also. Yeah. The backgrounds uh, are really gorgeous. And like the way it's like a really elegant solution because like they just have these really beautiful full color backgrounds. And then just like the characters are the only thing that are black lined uh, in the pixel art. Mm -hmm. And like the characters mostly are just black lined with like single color flats. And so like, it's really easy to like tell what's happening um, I love this. I'm, I just pulled up a screenshot. Yeah, I love this. It's look. it's so cute. I played the hell out of these games uh, when I was a kid, and now I really hope that they bring out the um, the card fighter. Uh, yeah, because which they, one was uh, SNK versus Capcom F- Card Fighters Clash? Yeah, and then so, Card Fighters Two Expand Edition. Alongside the, the fighting games, they released like a card battle game, kind of like the huh. like the Pokemon uh, TCG that was. I was going to say, Game Boy is this color. one of those? is this a Pokemon TCG situation where actually the best game in this entire franchise <laughs> is the card game? It's <laughs> really, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I hope they bring that out, but yeah, um, I might play that one. I might play. I, I have such fond memories of the TCG game boy game that like something that captures some similar spirit to that. I would, cause I'm not going to probably get into a fighting game. Sure. Yeah. This old, but mm-hmm. like that, that let like lets me in, interact with these characters who I love these characters designs, but like a a card battle game. Oh yeah. It it was, 
it was real fun. And um, if you like it, like go look, go look at this game. And if you like the look of it, I'd say it's stuff. There's enough here for sure for your $8. There's a bunch of characters to unlock. There's all these weird little mini games. Yeah. Um, no multiplayer, unfortunately. Yeah. That's still a bummer. Um, but like, I, I can see I mean, why local, they didn't. There's local multiplayer, right? Oh, is there? I think there is local multiplayer, but uh, on the same switch, like not even multiplayer between two switches. Yeah, just I guess because, (laughs) you know, like it it um, that's the problem with porting fighting games is like to code uh, online play or even like wireless play would require like a lot more like they would require like making changes, basically. And like there there aren't really any that have been made to this. Um, I think the Neo Geo used ir uh connection uh it had a link cable okay. um i think it may have i don't know if it also had ir ir or not um, um but one thing that's cute is uh well wait actually i'm looking at this now and it looks like it, when you go to verses it just um brings up two screens like that are oh that are next to each other yeah <laughs> but they're like flipped so you can hold the switch Oh, like vertically oh, weird. And you're yeah. each like looking at, and then I guess if you're using the left side, you would use the, uh, the D pad as buttons. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> oh, uh, that's very, well on a, on a full size switch, those would be individual. Oh, buttons. those are buttons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Cause those things are designed to undock and become their own controllers. Yeah. No, it's, right. that's wild actually that you could just, that's like pretty fucking cool that you could just hold the switch like that and then just yeah. play a fighting game like with you each have your own screen and uh okay that's actually pretty cool so cool. yeah good work guys you made that good work, work SNK. yeah uh i don't know how it would work if it was docked um presumably it would just be the one screen but yeah i don't know um but yeah. yeah uh that, that thing's real fun uh i hope they keep doing these um I hope they kind of branch out into some stuff beyond the fighting games like card card clash would be great. Um, or card fighters class clash. What they should it? make the visual novels and make them compatible with like the, the switch side holder thing <sighs> because, uh, <laughs> because that console had so many visual novels that like you held the, the thing vertically. Is that, or I no, mean, wait, am I thinking of the wonder swan? I think you're thinking of the wonder swan, thinking of the wonder swan. Yeah. The wonder swan had a, vertical oriented well in the wonder swan designed by gunpei yokoi uh ha- was had ambidextrous buttons on it like the switch does mm. so that it could be held in multiple mm. orientations specifically for that purpose uh for vertical shooters and for visual novels um, i mean we're living in a world now where nintendo knows that visual novels on the switch is a good idea they're putting up yep. those famicom <laughs> detective murder mystery club games yeah like, they know they know that they can do it and uh yeah, there there is a um an Uzumaki visual novel for the Wonders. What that has some buck wild pixel art interpretations of uh Juji Ito's illustrations wow. in that manga. Uh, v- very worthwhile looking up uh, oh, the art from that game or is playing that it. what that game World of Horror sort of drawing on? A little oh, bit, yeah. It, it, it has uh, that same style of art. Unlike yeah, it. World of Horror took. I, I I haven't read this explicitly, but like the amount of inspiration from the the Wonder Swan horror games, uh, of which there were several, I think is pretty apparent there. Um, but that yeah, I hope, dope as hell. I'm sorry, I just need to <laughs> say that. No, it's really cool, Stephen. I think you especially uh, should 
should get a Wonder Swan emulator and play that thing. <sighs> is it localized? Yeah. Is there a fan translation? I have not. I have not found a fan translation. You can pretty cleanly just kind of click your way through it and look at the pixels, though. Uh, it's okay. pretty good. Uh, I have read that, that they, manga, so like, yeah. what am I, I going to learn? What yeah. new information? What new ending does it add to Uzumaki? Right. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't know like how how or if it even handles branching paths. There are several parts of that of that game where like you have various dialogue options, but I don't know what difference it makes, if any. Um, but yeah, I hope that they keep putting these out. I hope that they like put out some of those metal slug ports that were on Neo Geo pocket color. Cause those were surprisingly good and also very small and cute. Um, the version of magical drop that's on Neo Geo pocket color is extremely good. So like there's, mm. there's a, a huge wealth of these games that are, increasingly rare and uh expensive that i hope that they put out um do we have time for me to talk about the other fighting game that i played this weekend uh I, why don't we uh well steven did you want to talk about final fantasy for a bit and then we can yeah, i can i was around. gonna say i do want to hear about guilty gear oh um, okay if if jordan wants to talk guilty about gear. guilty gear guilty Strive. gear like, why they gotta be so guilty with the gears you're grinding my guilty gears you know what really grinds my gears lois <laughs> when some witch Chips with a guitar enough. shows up and kills me with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. They had a beta over this last weekend. Uh, had a little bit of trouble getting into it at first, but it's a beta, so like servers are up and down, and uh, eventually I got in there. This, I want to preface by saying um, I didn't play... I only played Exerd for like half an hour. Because by the time I got around to um, having money to buy Exerd, Exerd came out during a, a very impoverished time in my life. And by the time I could afford video games again, the community, the online community for that game had dried up to the point where no one was using the matchmaking anymore. Everyone was doing ad hoc fights through a Discord server. Wow. Mm. And <laughs> I was not going to do that. No, that, that, but that's that is cool. Not the, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's cool. I don't I'm, think that's I think it's cool, cool that the, the people who were playing that game were like dedicated enough to it to try and do that, I guess. Sure. Because they yeah. could have just let it die. They could have just let it die. That's true. Um, let it die is a different game. Yeah. Uncle <laughs> Uncle Death. Uncle Death. Man, what a great <laughs> character he was. I fucking love that. Yeah. Uh, but so, so I haven't really spent a lot of time with the Guilty Gear since um, the last like true 2D Guilty mm-hmm. Gear, which would have been uh plus r slash reload plus r colon the midnight carnival or whatever that game was called uh-huh. yeah. featuring kiss um, psycho circus uh-huh. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Child. yes exactly um and so compared to that game this game this this game is feels really good um it's a little bit hard to read just because there is so much happening on screen at once the characters take up like 80% of the screen. They are mm-hmm. enormous. And uh, the backgrounds are really, really highly detailed. And so um, at first it was a little difficult to, to just kind of get a grasp on keeping track of what was happening at any specific point in a fight. Um, they're also doing a bunch of their cool like 360 degree camera rotation stuff right. during supers and like really slowing things down uh, whenever you get in like a solid counter hit or something like that. So there's a lot of uh, highly stylized graphical interpretation or graphical presentation on top of just the like kind of difficult to read 
graphics originally. Right. Um, there's a lot of good so, hair stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot of good hair. One character, Milia Rage, or Mia Rage, I don't remember how you pronounce her name, um, fights with just her hair. Her hair mm-hmm. is, is a, a weapon. Um, Would you call it a shield? It. I don't remember if she uses it as a shield as her okay. blocking animation. I think so. I think she does. I could be that's wrong. That's a good question, though, Danielle. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't mean no, no, to interrupt. No, that's I just had that, <laughs> had that shield feeling. I'm sorry. That's no, important. We keep up on this categorization yeah, yeah, yeah. now that we started it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if there were like eight characters, eight or 10 characters in there, uh, you got yeah, all your classics are back. All your old friends, soul bad guy, uh, Kai Kisuke, uh, Zato one. Bedman's not in this one though. Bedman's not in this one. As far as we know yet, maybe DLC. He might be DLC. Biken was not there. All right. Well, yeah, Biken's not in this one either. They're still still announcing characters, but um, but yeah, a couple of the new characters are in there. Uh, Giovanna, who's the the sort of the lady who like kicks mostly, but also there's like a ghost wolf. Yeah. Fights with her. She's pretty cool. Uh, Ramlethal Valentine. Who is a <laughs> spelled Ram Lethal? Uh-huh. Of course, yeah, of pronounced course. Ram Lethal. Jordan, what did you think we thought it was going to be spelled? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, she's she's got two like car sized robot swords that are held by these cute little floating demon babies that do a lot mm-hmm. of attacks for her. Uh, Faust is there still, of course, aka Doctor Baldhead. Um, Wait, don't you mean isn't that Doctor Baghead or is that a different guy? No, I had mistakenly called him Dr. Baghead. Oh, okay. Um, before he put the bag on his head, he was Dr. Baldhead. Oh. <laughs> and then he put the bag on his head and became Nobody Faust. cared who I was until I put the bag on my head. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's so this game is not as fluid as old Guilty Gear was. Guilty mm. Ge- The closest game to like Guilty Gear XX which is the last major one in the series that I played. The closest thing to that in terms of modern anime fighters is like Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mm. The way that game feels is actually really, really close to the way that Guilty Gear used to feel back in the day. This is, um, this is more I like stilted. Isn't the right word because stilted sounds like it's a bad thing, but okay. it's definitely more segmented. There's mm. way less like, I'm going to start this combo by dashing at you full speed. And then I'm going to string together 10 hits before I launch you into an air combo that has another 30 hits in it, uh, which is like how old guilty gear was and how dragon ball fighter Z is. This is more like, a, this is closer to the street fighter side of things where a really good combo is like 12 hits. Mm. Sure. Uh, and there are, very little air there's very little air comboing at all in this game like uh guilty gear used to have a mechanic called dust that uh would was the dedicated like air combo launcher button okay and mm-hmm. you a lot of the time you would finish your combos by uh chaining into a dust and then following up into the air to why, do a is bunch called, more stuff. why was it called dust no idea okay. um i, I think because it leaves it leaves like a trail of dust because you hit them so hard. I'm t- I'm unclear. Guilty Gear has a lot of really confusing but great names for things like that. Roman cancel. Yeah, yeah Roman- you do a Roman because you know why it's called a Roman cancel because it's romantic cancel. Oh, I thought Roman it was because it sounded like Roman candle. Yeah. Oh, is that 
No, okay, I, well, I know. I'm just also... making shit up. Um, uh, I only learned what a Roman cancel actually was <laughs> last week when I played Guilty Gear XR for the first time before I was like, oh, wait, that new one's coming out soon. I shouldn't learn this game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Roman can- Roman canceling is still there. That's um, short for romantic cancel, which allows you to spend a portion of your meter to cancel a move's animation so that you can chain something you would normally be able to. It just lets you like start a combo in the middle of a combo, basically, right? Pretty much, yeah. So like yeah. if you, so like let's say that you're, you've got a punch, a kick, a slash, and a heavy slash. And let's say that normally you could chain two kicks into a slash, but then the recovery time on your slash attack is too long to chain into a heavy slash. You could spend a portion of your meter to cancel the recovery time on your slash so that you could chain into the heavy slash. Um, This seems that was like a really core mechanic in old guilty gear. And that Mm -hmm. seems like sort of less vital now. Mm. Um, And they had talked before about how, They were trying to strike a balance with Strive of keeping the game complex enough for fans of the series, but also simplifying it so that people could jump in on this one as like their first Guilty Gear and know what they were and be able to figure out what they were doing. Right. And I think that they've I think that it feels like they've done that in the like 30, 30 or 40 matches that I played over the weekend. Mm. Um, It it definitely is more simplified, like. There are fewer normal moves, fewer special moves, um, d- depending on the character, of course. But uh, there is still definitely a lot of depth in there, and I could feel myself figuring stuff out over the course of um, the weekend. Of like, okay, well, it felt at, at first it felt like Soul Bad Guy, like well, some of his normals are different. Like he's missing some of the attacks that I really enjoyed old guilty gear and like i was losing because i was trying to play him like soul from the old games and he it just isn't that game anymore he's no Um, longer a ryu he yeah i mean like him and kaikisuke have always sort of been the ryu and ken of these games Mm -hmm. um and so like imagine if they put out a street fighter game and ryu's uh like standing roundhouse kick was suddenly a different move oh i could never possibly imagine oh i can't that's just right. Like it would feel, it would feel really weird uh, until you got used to it. And that's sort of the situation here, but uh, I'm really looking forward to this. I was playing on a slim PlayStation four. So the load okay. times were pretty egregious. Um, I figure on, I'm going to be playing it on PC whenever it comes out yeah, in sure. April. And so I figure that it'll be ex- very snappy there, but even on the old console, it ran at like a, a buttery smooth 60 frames per second. Mm. How's so, the how's the net code? I know there's like a net lot code of conversation good. about that. Okay. Yeah, the net code was good. This is the first Arxis. I want to say this is the first Arxis game that has rollback net code, which is Is that the one people like? That's the one people like. Okay. So there's delay, there's delay net code and then there's rollback net code. And delay where, net wait, code. Where does GGPO stand in all this? GGPO was is was slash is rollback net code. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, and b- basically the cliff notes is that delay based net code is what street fighter five has and it's terrible. And basically it like pauses the game until both connections sync back up, uh, and then continues the game. Oh, that's whereas sucks. it's bad. Yeah. Uh, whereas rollback net code kind of, 
continues with what it assumes is going to happen and then sort of jumps back in the timeline if something goes really wrong. And most of the time, even on bad connections, the most it ever needs to roll back is like one or two frames. Mm, And um, this is the this is the first major fighting game from a Japanese developer to feature rollback netcode. Oh, and so the fighting game community is hoping that this is a big success and that a bunch of people use the online in it um, to kind of send a message of like, this is this is the kind of system that we want. Cool. Um, yeah, but I was really impressed with it, and uh, I hope that that uh, it, I hope that people pick it up, and I look forward to playing it when it comes out in April at some point. I think April. I'll check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited too, but I'm gonna have to wait till it comes out on the personal computer. <laughs> uh, Stephen, did you want to talk about? Uh, did you want to talk about Final Fantasy a little bit? I can. I could talk about Final Fantasy until next episode of Fanwidth if well, you wanted me to. Wait, when you say until the next episode, do you mean start, starting now or? Starting now, I can talk about it until next Tuesday. I also said Fanwidth instead of Channel F, which is the name of this podcast. <gasps> I don't know what Fanwidth oh is. Well, why don't you just give us a, a quick update for now? Because we'll uh, we'll move on to question time after that. Gotcha. Uh, I'm still playing it a lot. Uh, I'm getting into crafting. Uh, that was that was fun. I got into the Bojan Southern Front, which is oh, um, I've heard yeah. about. That. Oh, I've heard. Have about you heard that. about that? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that wait. Now, is the Bojan Southern Front a shield? Uh, no, there is a shield that you can get from the Bojan Southern Front. Is this okay. some kind of army? <laughs> um, kind of. There's it's a resistance. It's like a resistance um, army, like a rebel army that is fighting against the Garlean Empire, which is uh, one of guys. the main villains. Yeah, those guys suck. Uh, they've got, well, they've got a whole thing going on. Um, there is, uh, in Final Fantasy 14, there is a long running series of quest lines called Relic Weapons, and they have various other, like, names depending on what expansion you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, Relic Weapons, Atma Weapons, um, Anima Weapons, I think, at some point. Now, the new ones are called Resistance Weapons, which are these, like, every class, basically, like, your Paladins, your Dark Knights, your, um scholars whatever has a weapon that is tied to their class and has like a unique version of it um in these quest lines that you can upgrade and evolve over time and they start to look different and they get new stats and like abilities and stuff like that built into them and you do these long quest lines and they start to glow and like parts of them start moving they look Mm. sick as hell uh i love them and uh, in the last expansion, I believe it was in Stormblood, the last expansion, they started to introduce these new kinds of areas that I don't think have like a really codified name, but the Bojan Southern Front is the second one of those. Um, the first one was called Eureka, and it was them basically, them being Square Enix, basically creating an entire zone of Final Fantasy XIV that was designed to um, emulate a lot of the ideas from Final Fantasy XI. Hmm. Yeah. And so it's like trying to go for like a much more like classic MMO vibe and to the point where it's like if you go there, you have your own separate level that is not affected by your actual player level at all. Mm-hmm. And you like start at level one and start leveling up and then eventually, you know, I think it's like past level five or something like that. If you die, you lose XP like in Final oh, Fantasy XI. Like so they in, like, put a Ashram's tiny Call. little baby MMO 
in one zone of this other MMO. Yep, totally. Huh. That's and really cool. It is. It's really neat. It's got all kinds of its own rules, your own abilities and spells that you can only use in that area. Um, the Bojan Southern Front introduces this whole concept called like the holster, where your character can like have a holster on their like person that has a bunch of unique spells and potions that only work in Bojan. Um, okay. So it'll be like you you go into Bojan as a tank and then you can just like drink a potion that permanently for as long as you're in Bojan makes you do 60% more damage. So even if you're playing as a tank, you can fit a damage dealing role or you could put on like a spell that's just like cure four, uh, you know, Kiraga, whatever equivalent. And now you're a healer, even though you're playing mm. as a tank. Uh, and the reason that's interesting and useful is because there's like no role restrictions in Boja whatsoever. So if you go into content or whatever, normally in Final Fantasy, it's like uh, dungeon, you get two DPS, one tank, one healer, a uh, bigger raid type thing. It's like, you know, and those are people. like regimented roles that you have to queue as. Yes, totally. Okay. Like if you are, there's like uh, currently four tanks, there's three healers, there's a truckload of DPS because everybody wants to play DPS and whatever class whatever job you are playing as is classified as either a dps a tank or a healer right now okay and like in the like match made duty finders for raids and dungeons and stuff those are regimented in boja and in eureka before it i think it's a lot cooler and more um you know fluid in boja you can go into any content with any collection of people you want period mm. And that's partially because everybody can make themselves into whatever kind of role that they want, because mm -hmm. you can just be a like I said, like a like a paladin, like a, a very classic tank class that has a little bit of healing and stuff that is just a fucking black mage, basically, because you have this holster full of special spells um, and there's like a whole raid series in Boja that is completely like separate from the rest of the game that you can't match into that only appears like once every 90 minutes in the world in in Boja that you have to like be ready for and it like lets 48 people in to like queue up for it and stuff like that and it, ha it functions like any other raid but like has its own special rules where you could play any role you want and all this crazy stuff it's cool as hell I love it um I've been really enjoying that part and uh that is tied to resistance weapons so I've been working on that uh, a lot basically that's kind of that's kind of been my big thing that and getting into crafting uh, a lot more it's just wild to me um, I'll move on right after this, but it's just wild to me to discover how much of Final Fantasy 14 there is to play um, around <laughs> every corner because I've been playing this game since it came out in whatever the fuck 2014 and every time I turn around, there's just something new there that I didn't even know existed, like new places, entirely new zones and content that is like the game does very little to point you in the direction of it's like in Destiny when you would like go into a room that, you know, you go into a strike that has a special quest. Demerit was telling me about how there's a really good one of these recently in Destiny mm. where it's like you go into an old pre-existing strike and you turn right and a door that was never opened before is open now and you can go into a completely different level. Like Final Fantasy 14 is just like that. It's just that like kind of like um, Russian nesting doll of stuff, but 10 times as much of it as is in in something like Destiny. And it's just been very cool to... Um, peel back those layers for the first time ever because previously in Final Fantasy 14 I'd mostly always played for the story would jump in during the exp expansions play a little bit of endgame content eventually get around to the raids maybe um, and then kind of walk away and now I'm discovering just how many depths there are so yeah in the future yeah. maybe I'll have more to say when I when I understand even more man there's a lot of game in that game 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of game in that game. I'm leveling up a ninja, my ninja job now. Ooh. Yeah. Do you, do you like apply for that? Is there a club you have to join? Uh, you find like another ninja and he, no, you find some pirates and the pirates are like, oh. Hey, I might, we're, we're the rogues. Uh, we're ex criminals who now hunt down other criminals. And, uh, once you get to level 30, you're going to meet, uh, you're going to meet a ninja. He's from the <laughs> fake Japan of this universe. And he's going to give you, <laughs> uh, some cool chakrams that you can throw. It's dope as fuck. Anyway, um, go run this dungeon 90 times to get to level 50. <laughs> great thanks uh that's all tied to a, the whole thing called squadrons that i've also been getting into you can have you can basically create your own custom team of npcs that can run dungeons with you love to that join a squadron love to yeah. have my squadron composed of uh falco peppy hair and uh and slippy uh-huh. toe uh, hey it's weird that falco like his name isn't like john falco or like like fluffy falco it's just falco Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like everyone else is like Slippy Toad, Peppy Hair, Starf Box. Well, Star Fox cool. is one word, isn't it? Well, it's also his no, name wait. is Fox McCloud. His fa- that's fucked up McCloud. too, though, because like James McCloud, you named your son. That's like you just named your son Human McCloud, <laughs> right? <laughs> like there are there. I mean, there are guys out there named Guy. That's yeah. true. Oh, that yeah. is Guy true. McCloud. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Except then, like Peppy Hair and Slippy Toad. Are mm-hmm. like huh. slippy guy and like peppy guy. Maybe maybe peppy it's uh, maybe it's like maybe man it's like M A M N. Yeah, like peppy man, and then like slippy toad is like slippy person. Like person is a last name as well. Like Chris Person. It right. is. Um, yeah. There's multiple. Well, ways to we've it. cracked it. We cracked it, and with we that, the case. with that, we're gonna move on to a real quick question time. Hey, question time is a segment where we take your questions and uh, we answer them. If you want to ask us a question, you can do that on the Fanbyte Discord. You can go to fanbyte.casa in your web browser and that'll take you to the Fanbyte Discord. There is a channel called Podcast Questions and uh, that's where you can leave a question for us for this or sometimes other shows too. We've got a few today. Um... I picked, uh, most of these are kind of silly ones, but um, we'll see. I love a silly question. You know? This one's from Tatum. And uh, Tatum asks, what line of dialogue from a game lives in your head rent-free for the rest of your life? (laughs) Danielle, it sounds like you have an answer. I just have a really boring loser one, but it really is actually true. I just like... It's like that Garrus fucking line in Mass Effect 2. Oh, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What line? You know? And it's just like the thing I hear all the time when I'm like doing chores and shit. What? Like, calibrations? Just constantly, 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 constantly. That's just one less one? to worry about. He just oh, says that. Oh, that one. Yeah. In it's, it. it's just like a bark. It's not even oh, like a line of dialogue. Okay. It's not like mm-hmm. an overbaked line of dialogue sure. in like a giant overwrought intro or anything like that. It's just like, I think it all the time, like constantly. I haven't played that game in 10 years, yet every time I like get a chore done or I do something and I'm real happy about it, my brain just goes, one no. list to worry about. So, <laughs> I mean, Danielle, the go. second you said those words, I could hear the exact inflection <laughs> in that guy's, in that weird bird alien's voice the minute you said that. Um, for me, 
it's mostly because of the donkey video about it. But in Sonic 06, there's like a floating question mark that gives you advice and stuff. And at one point, it just says, with the money, you can shop in town. <laughs> it's just like, what? What are you talking With the money, Sega could make a good game. Um, oh, that's not true. No, this it's is not. One of the, like, Question mark line... ran the game into the ground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is actually one of the like merit lines that lives in my head. Freak. <laughs> yeah. Like hearing you say with the money, with the Sega money. could make a good video game is like one of the top three merit things. <laughs> well, that's a junkie thing, but it's, I guess originally I know, a like, Sonic like, 06 thing. You say it. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's it for me. It's just like whenever I like in games, like get money or something, it's just like, oh, with the money. Um, it's just such a weird phrasing and it was so clearly like not copy edited because it would just be like, <laughs> oh, it would say like with money, you can shop in town. Like not with yeah. the money. The um, money. Yeah. <laughs> Do either of you two have one? Uh, I don't really like there are phrases that like if you if you name a game that I'm familiar with, my brain will begin populating mm. random phrases from that game. But uh, when it comes to like weird idle thoughts or um sort of like things that live in my head rent free as it were uh music and lyrics are are the primary mm. um so i guess in that way like open your heart the theme from sonic adventure uh-huh. that's going to be that's going to be with me for the rest of my life that's a great song um wait no that's um no, that's it. That is it. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's it's extremely good. Um, that one will be there. There'll be like speaking of Guilty Gear, there'll be Guilty Gear songs that I'll I'll recognize and think about forever. Basically, um, the uh, one of the cool things about Strive is that the all the stage songs have lyrics. Oh. It seems like, uh, especially the one about knowing the smell of the game from the, the smell trailer. of the game. The smell of the game. Oh. Yeah, we know the smell of the game. Uh, so we're Arxis and we know the smell of the game mm-hmm. put it on the box and one of the ga- one of the levels just has the city escape uh, song <laughs> and <laughs> you're just you're just fighting in San Francisco as a truck rolls down that would hill. be great that would be yeah great. it's fighters mega mix now Arxis yeah. we're here to reveal we've got the art fighters mega mix license <laughs> we're uh, making the new Sonic the fighters yeah uh, Steven do you have one I have like 20 um, <laughs> I will pick your top 15 okay if you want me to really kill my darlings Jordan I guess oh. uh, no straight up like I have so many in my head I'll just maybe rattle off a few real quick like Danielle Mass Effect um, also made me think of I will destroy you which is <laughs> who says Jack that and Mass Effect, Jack and Mass oh, Effect 2 I think that's a bark as well yeah okay. combat bark there's um, um whoa jump Whoa, jump! Whoa, jump! From Brave Friends to Musashi from uh, very early on in that game. Um, there's Crash Bandicoot going, whoa! Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> there's, um, aha, is this our chance? From uh, Persona 4. There's uh, Please Hit, which I think is Persona 3. That might be Yukari. So it says that. Yeah, I got a lot. Looks like that enemy got the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Um, now it's Rhine time from Xenoblade Chronicles, the first I one. I like your attitude. Yep. Let's show yep. him a thing or three. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, everything that guy says. Oh, I've, like, I've, got, one. I've got one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, from Dragon's Dogma, their kind hates ice and fire both. Ah, uh, yes. No. Anything the pawns say <laughs> yeah. is really good for this. Thou must uh-huh. stabest it in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, last one, I promise. Um, in Battletech, Battletech has a bunch of dialogue barks that sound, I swear to God, and there this might literally be true because Battletech was a Kickstarter game. Um, they and they has a lot of like characters in there who are like, you know, randomly generated pilot uh, portraits who are Kickstarter like OCs of Kickstarter mm-hmm. backers. Oh, that's um, and I think some of the dialogue lines for the Barks are also Kickstarter backers speaking in the game. Oh, wow. And uh, one of them is this guy with like a really obvious Midwestern accent. Um, and if you give him a command to just move without attacking, he will sometimes just say, I'm your Spaniel. <laughs> I've never been able to get I'm your Spaniel oh, my heads fun. to play that that's game. Great. That's great. That's very like fun. That. Well, uh, we have another question from uh, Dull Focus or Chris, who asks, if you could commission one piece of DLC for one game, what game would it be and what would the DLC be? And I'm just going to say it right right off the top, mm. Hades multiplayer. Just oh, just yeah. give me a Hades. You know, it can be like a, um, it doesn't have to be like, like the, the actual game. It can be like a separate arena mode or something to balance uh-huh. it. But just give me yeah. Hades multiplayer. Just like co-op or versus co-op. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just let me play. If you could play Hades with someone else, that would be just Fuck. even just, even if it's not multiplayer, even if it's just DLC for Hades, that's like just something else. Like just whatever that team wants to do. I know they don't do DLC for their mm. games, but just like, please anything. They have to, there's no way <laughs> they that have Hades... to, they have to. Right. Right. The game right? is such a hit. Greg, come on, Greg, come on, Greg, <laughs> come on, Greg, <laughs> Logan, Please. Come on, Come on guys. Greg. Come on, Greg, and the whole gang. Just give us some. Hey, you know, I uh, I remembered recently that uh, Darren Korb, who does the music for all those games and is the voice of Zagreus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a calendar with him a few years ago. Whoa! I, I Whoa! That. Jump! Can you say <laughs> what kind of calendar? It was it was the 2015 Men of Game Development <gasps> calendar. Oh my, oh my god! god. Uh, wow. I forgot to ever bring this up. Uh, forgot I'm, during I'm all looking of our this Hades up now. Talk. It was. If it's uh, okay. If I yeah, have yeah, your yeah. consent no, to look yes, it up. Yes, you do. You have my consent. And anybody yeah. who wants to see it can go uh, can go look it up. I don't look like that anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So there, there's our one degree of of uh, of connection to the folks at Supergiant. Yeah. So maybe I can email Darren and be Leverage like, "Leverage that real quick." Hey, yeah, Darren. and be like, "Hey, um, we, you may remember me from the calendar that we were both in. Oh, how would you like to uh, develop to multiplayer DLC, DLC for, this for Hades? Game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else has a, a dream DLC? I have. Uh, I have a quick one. Yeah. Uh, I because it's one of my favorite games of all time. I would love another island. And into the breach. So in that game, oh. there are four. There are like mm-hmm. four environment types. Like, oh, you do this island, and you do a few battles in each one, and then you can decide when to go to like the final, you know, volcanic island battle type of thing. I always was thinking, you know, obviously, you know, uh, the folks over there are design geniuses. I think it's one of the best design game of, games of all time. So this would take a lot of balancing. I understand this would not be nothing, but I always kind of thought it would be cool to have like a plant island. Like something with vines and plants and, and sure. you know, that could have some sort of combat thing. Because in the game, there is like a 
green hill zone type of environment, like a regular temperate environment. There's like a desert environment. There's a snow environment. There's like an acid island that's like a trash island. And all the other ones that are, you know, more than the sort of green hill zone type of dealio all have, you know, uh, different types of environmental damage or, you know, uh, implications and things like that. So I always figured there'd be something cool about like plants, like things get rooted in some way or things, you know, get stuck in some way or something. Just something cool like that. That or like a cloud island where there's some other type of environmental disturbance i think that you can't stay on a square for more than one turn because you'll sink through the cloud yeah something cool like that that'd be awesome that's neat you guys are good at this (laughs) (laughs) i think about this game a lot i might might be three thousand hours into it so speaking of things that live in your head rent free right (laughs) it yeah it lives there (laughs) uh i don't know like threes give me some in general yeah 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 well the uh, put like a new number or something. Oh, just make it goes up to four now. Yeah, it goes up to four now. <laughs> that would completely that would obliterate the strategy of that game. It would become a totally different thing. Yeah, that would be so nuts if they ever did that. Um, but then of course, um, twenty what forty nine, twenty forty eight yeah. is that what that oh, game is called? Twenty forty nine yeah. would come out and it would just eat their lunch. It's yeah, fucked. yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Um. Yeah, I, I know this isn't really how these work, but I would love some more games for this TurboGrafx Mini. <laughs> Just DLC for that. the TurboGrafx Mini? <laughs> yeah, let me like plug it into my computer and give uh, Konami another $15. <laughs> and then there's like 10 more games on it. Or something. Unfortunately, the cost of Konami to do that, uh, or to Konami to do that, would not justify the money they could make when they could just keep making uh, Pachinko machines. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. So, you know. I thought you were going to say when they could just keep making Metal Gear survive. Oh, yeah. That oh, famously yeah, profitable, successful, uh, successful game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that we all love. Great classic of Metal Gear. Um, yeah. Uh, um, can I? Throw yeah, a, yeah. What's yours? Uh, this is definitely recency bias playing uh, Mary Havoc with my brain, but the Yakuza Cabaret Club minigame in Final Fantasy 14 would rule. <laughs> I wish that thing was a standalone game. Yep. That, that was the, that was the beginning of my thought process for this because I always think about like how that thing should be its own thing, which is the opposite of the thing we are talking about right now, <laughs> yeah, but I wanted is... to retroactively make it work for this question. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I've heard so many great things about that and I think I would have an like a huge like a great time playing that thing, but I don't know if I want to get all the way through a Yakuza game in order to just do that. You only have to get through like halfway, not even halfway through Yakuza Zero, like a, like a quarter of the way through Yakuza yeah. Zero to unlock that thing. Hmm. Also, Yakuza Zero fucking rules, and you should play it. And you that's will true. like that's it more, yeah. Because if your problem with Yakuza like a dragon was the combat, it's a completely it different combat system. So that's true. Yeah, I should, I, and that's on, that thing's on, that all those games are on Games Pass now, right? I believe all the old ones are on Game Pass. Even if you're not on Game Pass, like depending on if you want to buy it on PC or PS4 or something like that, they're mm-hmm. like twenty bucks. I think it's. I think it's a greatest hit on PlayStation. So it's twenty mm-hmm. literally twenty bucks. And they mm-hmm. go on sale really regularly. All the goddamn time, yeah. 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 Easy to get. Uh for sure. Well, let's just do one more last one. And uh this is a little bit a little bit silly. We can get a little bit silly for this one. We haven't been silly. Hey, this I was looking up yet. Cameo the other day. Like <laughs> and uh David Hayter costs, I think, like seventy five dollars. 
Yeah. What? Which is like wow. not not that much. I feel like to get we solid get fucking him. snake to say something. John would probably let us. John would that. No. absolutely. If we just did a uh, cut a promo for uh, although that you might have to use the uh, there's like a different thing of cameo now where you get like a get them to endorse a product or something. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. After they after the the Democrats trick Chris Christie into mm-hmm. calling out fucking what's his name. Uh, that's that so, funny. So I don't know if we can get David Hayter to like endorse Farfield for president of Dark Souls 2 or what, but um Could we could we do the calculations really quick though to figure out how much we would have to pay him per minute to be on a full episode of Channel E. <laughs> <laughs> how long is a cameo? 30 seconds? No, it's like a minute or something. Like I don't know. When I paid that right. bodybuilder guy, it was like two minutes long of him just giving earnest bodybuilding advice to Bronald Level from Dark Souls. Uh, which well i didn't tell him his name is ronald level because i felt like that was like a little too silly but uh here's a question from winter it's your birthday the birthday genie grants your wish for mario to be a different man who now is mario okay i feel like there's a lot of potential interpretations you can interpret this in a lot of ways and i will allow all of us to interpret it in whatever way most immediately makes sense does this mean that mario is a different kind of Mario does this mean that Mario is played by a different guy now it could mean that's anything. my that's my gut reaction I is that Mario is the same Mario but he's played by a different okay like 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 his 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 mocap scanned actor sure he still he still does <laughs> the same things but he is played by uh Jean-Claude Van Damme Right, right. Or, yeah. or like how, oh, okay. like how Dead Man in Death Stranding was not voiced by Guillermo del Toro, but was mm, the, sure. the body scan. Of yeah, Guillermo. yeah, yeah. Sure. So Charles Martinet is still doing the voice. Yeah, Charles Martinet is still doing the voice. <laughs> well, He's still running around doing all his Mario stuff in this in this but scenario. It's a body. Yeah, in this scenario, it's my no answer, longer Charles Martinet's that's, body. That's no. only uh, that's only one possible interpretation. I think mm-hmm. you can interpret this however mm-hmm. you want. So. You've, well, the wait, birthday... I have an answer for that interpretation. Yeah, please. It's uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi Good. is Mario now. Good. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a a lanky, bug-eyed Mario who mm-hmm. uh, infiltrates high schools as part of a program where very young-looking cops uh, do that. <laughs> He's uh, kind of the... 21 Jumpman Street? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, wow. I can I think that's, that's the it. the half-court line. That's it. Half-court shot. That called fucking shot on that one. I have, I got nothing. I wrote it down. That's the name of the episode. Yeah, we found it. It took us a while. Um, I'm just stunned. I don't know if I can say what a Mario is. I think you should say you're Mario. Say you're Mario. I don't know. I mean, just like Sonic. He's just Sonic now. Oh, sure. Okay. He's just like so, Sonic so like a ROM hack, that sort of thing, or is he still? No, I mean he's still Charles Mario. And- he's still Charles Charles Martinet, but like and he still wears the overalls and stuff. But he's just like he's Sonic. Sonic. Somebody has definitely drawn Sonic and Mario overalls, right? A million, oh, billion, yeah. trillion Sonic times. Sonic and Mario overalls. Mine is a different. Oh yeah, there's type a bunch here uh, of interpretation. Yeah. I think although it it is still in the video game realm, so it's not okay. you know dissimilar to Sonic. Uh, but there are some some guys in Bloodborne. Now, I don't want to spoil anything for you. They're real okay. early on. There's okay. some guys in Bloodborne who have bricks. Oh, I've seen those guys. They yeah. wear Big guys, and they come at you with a brick. 
exactly. Yeah. And they go, oh, and they like <laughs> throw their bricks in your face. That's Mario now. That's wow. just Mario. Huh. That's I, I, I called them Brickman. Brickman. Like when I was playing it, I was like, that's Brickman. I would Snake. call them like Look Alan out. Brickman. That's Brickman. Rob Brickman and like, you know, just like that's like the Brickman family, but that's Mario now. Snake, watch out. That's world. Alan Brickman. He'll that's use Alan his brick Brickman. to defeat you by smashing you in the face with a brick. <laughs> He's codenamed Brickman. God. Yep. Uh, my interpretation of this was that like it would be basically like you could pick any other figure from reality to be to have the same cultural impact as Mario like oh, literally not okay. okay so like throughout history so there was like instead of a the Super Mario Brothers movie in the 90s would mm-hmm. have still been called Super Mario Brothers but instead of Mario on screen it would have been um I just I keep thinking like, what if Mario, but just like with big, like honking anime titties. Now, has anybody drawn Mario with big honking anime titties? I don't think so. No, I no? doubt no. it. I, no one has... I should get that commissioned. No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> you could. <somewhere> <laughs> no uh, one has done such a thing. Well, well. no one's done that. And, uh, Just put the no DOA one ever will tech on his jumps. <laughs> no one ever will. <laughs> he already has mustache physics, so he does. Yeah, he can have both. <sighs> he has nose physics. He does actually. have nipples. Remember? Yeah. From yeah. Mario Odyssey, okay. So well, I'm gonna call it here because we're <laughs> going on a dark path uh, <laughs> that I can't. I can't. I can't handle. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. We're going to wrap up there. Um, go to fanbyte.com to it's that website. It's a website that we do. <laughs> it's our website. We, we think it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty I good. Do. I don't want to yeah. speak for anyone else. Uh, yeah, you can follow everyone on Twitter. Uh, Danielle is at Danielle RI. Steven yes. is at Steven Strom. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Mallory and I'm at Merritt K and Fanbyte is at Fanbyte Media. And again, if you want to join the Discord where you can hang out with people, uh, participate in community events, there's all kinds of cool stuff going on there. Um, ask us questions. That's uh, at fanbyte.casa. And uh, is there anything else or are we, are we good? Uh, we, we got a, we got a bunch of other cool shows that you can listen to at uh, podcastnet.work. Yeah, yeah, that's a good URL. That's a good. It one. is a good URL. Yeah, go listen to those. Speaking of that URL, the person who I believe um, secured it, did we say Nikki's Twitter. Oh, Nikki. Well, Nikki, we don't say Nikki's Twitter because Nikki's on on this one. So, Nikki for for went the privilege of having his oh. Twitter <laughs> sure. read out because he's Nikki's on the ISS. So. Yeah. Um, also, I don't remember if podcastnet.work was Nikki or if that was one of Taylor's. Oh, was that one of Taylor's? Oh, it yeah. might have been one of Taylor's. Ta- Taylor, uh, Taylor, our community leader, uh, has secured a, a vast number of excellent got the bag. URLs for us. Got the bag for us. Yeah. Um, yeah well, so shouts out to Taylor. Shouts then. out to Taylor. Uh, shouts out to Mario and all of his friends. And we will see you next week. Until then, we're gaming here.